Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, Mark from Guitar Nerds here, letting you know that this week's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash guitar nerds. They've got over 180,000 titles to choose from, from your iPhone, Android, Kindle or MP3 player. But the one I'm going to recommend this week is Down the Highway by Howard Sounds, which is a look at the life and work of Bob Dylan. AudibleTrial.com forward slash guitar nerds for a 30 day free trial and credit for one free audiobook. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joined this evening by Matt Knight. Hello, hello. Jay Cross. Hello. And Joe Branton. Gooden tag. I've almost forgotten how to do that. We've been away for so long over Have Christmas. We? Oh, I yeah. almost forgot yeah. what the beginning of the uh, the podcast actually was, but I'm glad I remembered. It's got to be the got to be the longest we've been without doing one. I think so, for probably about four yeah. years, yeah. Ugh, I wish I could have been away from it as long as you guys have. You what? What are you talking about? Well, because I had to do the the Branton rant on with you. You did. We'll get during around, our downtime. We'll get round to that shortly. Yeah, I wasn't going to talk about it. I'm just saying. Good. You know. Well, we can talk about it shortly. Um, Happy New Year to everyone watching uh, live on YouTube, or if you're listening to this on catch up on your uh, on the podcast app or one of the, a similar podcatcher. Hello to you as well. Joe Branton is waving for the uh, for the camera. I um, hope you all had a good 2017 or 20, end of 2016, yeah, beginning of 2017. Of, no one's had a good 2017. Um, Nothing's happened. No, nothing. No, we're about a week in. Um, but yeah, because of the way the days fell, we've had about three weeks off, and mm. I think it's been a quite a good rest. Loads of stuff got announced while oh. we were away. It yeah, did. So. yeah. It's, yeah. It's funny actually. After one, nice. on on New Year's Eve, I think it was, I came around to your house, Mark, and we were we were both like, oh. Haven't seen each other in like ten days. I know that, that was happened in. <laughs> yeah, that was other than when one of us has been on holiday, and by that I mean you. me. Uh, I don't think we've ever, we've been that long without seeing each other. Pr- probably ten years. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Matt Knight, how was your um, how was your Christmas and ting? It was it was great. The first one um, outside of retail. Oh baby! Wow, <laughs> living the dream. Yeah, days off. And so um, it was nice to to not have to go to work the day after Boxing Day. Um, I bet. I or bet. for the entire of Christmas, think about the day after Boxing Day. Yeah, completely. Or January. That's the thing. Um, it's difficult, isn't it? Because like working working on the shop floor was you, you sort of. My family would always be like, "Oh yeah, you know, oh, it's good. You got a little bit of time off now, haven't you?" In the run up, like Christmas, no. it's like, I don't have any time off actually. I've got today off, and I've got tomorrow off, and then I'm back to work. Yeah. And everyone was always like, "Oh, it's Christmas. It's great, isn't it?" And you're like. This is like genuinely the worst, the time, worst of the time of year. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So being out of the shop and in a job where, you know, you don't really have to worry about essentially ruining somebody's Christmas. Yeah. Because that was always the big worry is that you get someone in who'd be like, well, 
you said that this guitar was going to be here and it's your fault that it's or, not. Or like, You've ruined... you know, I've bought the wrong thing. You know, it's not yeah, always completely. like, you know, some part, sometimes it's the customer's fault, sometimes, the, yeah. it, you know, it's the, it's the retailer's fault. Um, but yeah, that is the worst thing over Christmas where, yeah, I guess now you don't have to, to worry about it too much. So, Matt, um, you look like you bought some new toys over Christmas. I wanted to quickly uh, just discuss the things that you got. Yeah, I, um, well, I bought the other two remaining rack units in the original trilogy uh, of effects units, and that is the Line 6 Echo Pro and Mod Pro. Yes. Um, they sound they sound amazing. They like I forgot how good the DL4 actually sounded, because it's been a while since I had one. But I'm sure there's something different in these compared to the pedal versions and the M5 and the M... Well, the M series, like the M5, M9. What yeah. do you think's better? I think... I don't. I think they might have slightly better analog to digital converters, but I'm 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 not sure. I'm going to email Line Six and ask them because Imagine there's something that. about them that sounds very different. Imagine your ears being that developed. No, but I think it's with that early digital stuff. I mean, I guess it, a lot of it is about the. Well, I say early digital stuff, but that kind of you know that the start of the modelling era and the start of doing things like the DL4. Um, a lot of it was about the quality of the uh, analog to digital converters. Having said that, the DL4 that I bought recently, I'm absolutely loving, and I think sounds really good. So I'm keen to hear yeah, yours, it's, Matt. It's um, it's funny really because as soon as I plugged it in, it instantly like felt, I felt like more creative with it than I had with the timeline for the last twelve months. Wow, really? I think I'd stuck with like one or two presets on the timeline. Yeah, but straight away the like. The, the the Echo Pro just sounded so much more musical, and like the repeats and the way it kind of like oscillates sounded like more natural. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's just in my head or whether it generally does sound better. I was um, actually watching a a video on YouTube and someone was saying it, it almost doesn't matter about the processing power and the bitrate because if it's got a terrible analog to digital converter in it, it won't it won't do anything it won't yeah. sound as good so i'm wondering whether these pros because they've got balanced line in and line out so they've got stereo xlr in and stereo xlr out whether the converters are slightly different matt um, are you are you running the balanced ins and outs on there no you're not because i can imagine because you've got the all three of them uh wait have you got three or two you've got all three right yeah yeah, yeah 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 i can imagine you running those in a balanced setup like between the uh the units that'd be ridiculous i don't know <laughs> well i don't know how i'd plug it into an amp because uh, i suppose i could go xlr to jack but yeah yeah across yeah, two i don't know so Let's you've get... got you've got that coming out stereo i take it into two amps yeah and because actually because it's all midi it's it's that the es8 makes it nice and and easy makes it nice and creative and, and i'm i'm really tempted to just a b it with like an m9 or an m13 and just and just see because I'm sure when I had an M5 it didn't sound the delay models didn't sound as nice as this yeah I mean that's potentially if they're still using like similar chipset and they're still using the same sounds that's potentially where the difference could be it's the analog to digital converters I guess yeah um, but yeah really nice it's, it sounds really nice just been messing around with it the Mod Pro is really nice it's the only one I've never actually owned okay um I think I had a distortion modeler at one point, although I don't think I ever had the amp modeler. As if um, you had the distortion modeler. Yeah, I, th I think I paid like nothing for yeah. it at some point. I think I got it in like a trade. Um, but how, how rare are those amp modelers now? Because that was the one that basically no one bought because it was just the amp the section. The AM4. I, I never see them for no. sale. The AM4. Terrible. Um, 
Yeah, and the other thing I bought, which has had arrived today, but I couldn't make it into work today because of the tube strikes, and um, so it's sitting on my on my desk. I managed to find a Boss DC two. Okay, I, what's that? Oh, is that the, the Dimension Chorus rack? That's, that's the no. That's the uh, Dimension D. The DC two is the stomp box version of the rack. So just four buttons. The oh yeah, yeah. Looking of all the boss pedals, pink, and it's got four buttons on yes. it, and that's it. Sorry, buttons. Yeah, not just rotaries. four switches. No, no, just four switches, like four lick click buttons. Oh, amazing. Yeah, they're um they're quite a mad pedal. So you're going to integrate that into the setup as well. So it's all being controlled by the ESA. I take it. Yeah, yeah. You are I was, an absolute madman. I know it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. Unbelievable. Um, Unbelievable. I'll, I'll put a picture up, actually. I don't think I've put a picture up of all of it standing together because now with the racks on top of one of my amps, with the space arc on top, I've got like three stacks that are all of equal height. <laughs> it looks it looks, it looks, looks ridiculous. Ridiculous, indeed. Uh, ah, the ungiggable rig. Jay Cross. Hello. Rig. What's going on in the chat? Um, people are just saying that we're, they're really glad that we're back. Wow. Well, which, is, which is nice. Good. It's good. really cool. We look like we're at a wake. Yeah, well, I realise that. We're all wearing black. Um, or like on a the front cover of that Beatles album where everything's black and white. Beatles for sale. Uh, Sergeant no, Pepper. No, with the Beatles. Well, Sarge, Sergeant be- Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. Yeah, yeah, that really colourful album cover where yeah, none of them were wearing black. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that okay. one, definitely. Um, Jay Cross, did you do any guitar stuff over Christmas? I uh, did bits and bobs. Okay. I, um, I didn't get any guitar-related stuff for Christmas. Um, but I did um, play a lot of guitar, a lot more than I've been playing recently. How is the scratch plate hunt going? Well, see, so what you call him? Yeah. <laughs> so that's something that I would like to throw out to the uh, throw out to the room, and by the room, I mean the people's ears who are listening to this. What I really want is a uh, custom. It's a bit difficult because I want a custom shape scratch plate. I want a scratch plate for my uh, offset Telecaster which isn't the same as it's not the same shape as the Warmoth uh, Jazz uh, Telemasters. Yeah. So it needs to be slightly different to that um, and I can't find anywhere that does it as standard but also to make things more difficult is I want it in a like pastel pink, an ocean pink or a shell pink, something that will uh, match Matt's Les Paul because I just think it will look really cool if we've got in our videos... We've got that the aesthetic running through. Yeah, I think that'll be really cool. And I just can't find anywhere. I've, uh, there was a couple of people who pointed me towards. Is it WD Matt? Was that yeah? WD Music. WD Forty, yeah. and they suggested. Uh, I looked on there, but the the pink on there is like really bright, and it's not right. It will look it will look bad. It's a pink you need... mirror as well. I think. Oh, so I, don't, like I mean, reflected. I don't want that. Now you got me interested. Will they cut me a P bass plate in pink mirror? What to go on your yeah. to go on your. Or, or in no, no, no. Don't get a, get get a scratch plate that covers the entire front of the body. Yes, that's what I want. A guitar glove. I do. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm into. <laughs> I should say, really, everyone should check out that website, wdmusic.com or .co.uk. They literally have every scratch plate for every guitar model under the sun, yeah, and everything right. from normal to absolutely ridiculous. Mirror pink. Uh, I'm into it. But they pink. don't have shell pink. Plates. No, but, no, and that's really pink. They do have mirror pink, but I don't want that. What I want it because uh, listen, I'm all about uh, keeping keeping the aesthetic running through. I want to keep the brand. I want to keep us on brand. Yes, it's important. Otherwise, people are gonna start looking at 
they're getting their guitar news and their reviews elsewhere. Yeah, if we don't stay, keep it pink. Well, pff, that's I mean, what we need to do absolutely. That's so that's that's what I'm really looking for. And if anybody has any ideas, or alternatively, if anybody wants to make me one, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll buy it off you, or we'll give you some. We'll do a shout out, basically. If we'll someone do a shout out, or maybe give you maybe give you the Patreon. For, I don't know. We'll do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come well, on. You're, well, wait, maybe you're not. Promising maybe not. Them maybe some, not. Maybe not. Some free but stuff. We'll, 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 like if anybody, basically, if anyone can point me in the direction of where I can get a shell pink uh, scratch plate for an offset telly, a 2016 offset telly, that would be really good. So that's what I've been. I've been doing a lot of that. And um, other than that, I think a lot of what we've done, a lot of what I've done anyway, is just sort of planning for this so much stuff to talk about first off um, well let's talk to Joe Branton first about his Christmas and then we'll talk about Guitar Nerds in 2017 yeah Um, yeah. JB did you manage to squeeze in any guitar stuff over Christmas Um, well uh, yeah yeah there was plenty of uh, guitar stuff New Year's was especially guitar-y because I went to a a big uh, sort of all day gig in Bristol okay um, at the exchange and the Stag and Hounds there was a big like math New Year's festival type thing punk and don't say yeah. punk it wasn't punk it was proper punk like unlike the <laughs> the sort of weird like naff pop music that you do it was actual sort of uh, proper like punk McCluskey or something McCluskey is actually sort of closer to a definition of what punk is Awful. than what you do but um, yeah we saw them and a band called Twisted Ankle who were like a proper <laughs> a proper punk band they were that's really the really that's good a, that's a great that's a great really one good. to the, that's a great one to Portman too. yeah what Whisted twinkle. No, that's a that's a spoonerism. Oh right, a yeah. Portman two is where you turn, take two yeah, words yeah. and put them into one. Twisted ankle. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. Twinkle. Twinkle. Yeah. yeah. It's good. There twinkle. Go. Twinkle. That's little my, star. That's my new band. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Um, I saw. There was Hello, some... Springfield. We are Twinkle. Oh, man. Yeah, I saw some really good bands. I was really surprised at McCluskey's like pro setup. Considering oh, did McCluskey actually play? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Did I was just talking was... about the sort of rubbish bands that Oh, you no, it was to. a secret show. Oh, it was right, like okay. a, a get-together show. It, was, it wasn't full McCluskey because they're bass players. Uh, you not, never go full McCluskey. Them. No, exactly. <laughs> they, so they had... Because, um, of course, the McCluskey then became Future of the Left afterwards. So it was actually the, the front guy's wife, who is the bass player in Future of the Left, she played bass for... Right, um, McCluskey, which was great because she's very pregnant. So I thought she did a very good job okay. at, at throwing herself around the stage and uh, and playing aggressive punk rock for an hour. Yeah, that sounds horrendous. Yeah, it was really good. Her P bass sound was amazing. Okay, yeah, Solid. I mean P basses do sound amazing. Well, so yeah. plenty of gear on display. Did you mm. get anything yourself or do anything yourself over Christmas that relates to the guitars? Uh, well, other than us, you know, you came around the other day and saw my ever growing idle pedal collection. I did. You've rearranged one of the rooms in your house to accommodate, basically, a, a, essentially what is like an old man chair for you to sit in yes. and literally surround yourself with pedal boards. Yes. Three pedal... Well, no, was there four pedal boards in there? Yeah. No, uh, including my actual one that I gig with, yes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's funny because I think you've actually got more pedals than me, Joe. Mm, probably. I just have a more ridiculous guitar setup. Yeah, my, my actual... I mean, my actual setup is relatively... Like a tuner, a compressor, an octave, a drive, a vibrato, a phaser, a looper, a preamp. So it's a, it's a bit excessive. Is what no, you're no, saying. no. That's pretty minimal. It's a bit. Oh, and a reverb, and a reverb, and an analog delay. But that's pretty minimal. Whereas the other boards that I have 
Uh, I mean, for base, that is quite ridiculous. No, but, not really at all. But having said that, I was quite shocked how restrained your board is when I saw it yesterday. But the other boards around it, I mean, there's yeah. there's at least three pedal boards around this like grumpy old man chair that you've got, and then everywhere I looked in that room, it was like there's a shelf. What's? Oh wait, there's like there's more pedals up there. Yeah, you've got yeah, you've definitely got more pedals. Loads than that of night. stuff. I've got loads of money tied up in pedals. I think you need I've to got shift some good on ones. That. I've got some good old ones as well, like a proper old Ibanez AD9. Yeah, you have. Yeah, it's a good pedal. I that. didn't even see that on one of the boards. No, well, because I've got so many analog delays. Because I've got the DM2W, which is currently on my board. I think that is probably the best one. Yeah, but of course the carbon copy, which is brilliant. I don't think anything quite. Not even the DM2W does that sort of dive bomby. No, no, no. Thing quite like the carbon copy. I think yeah. that is really brilliant for for that sort of thing. And then I got the AD9 and the Ibanez's new one, the Mini, the analog delay yeah. Mini. Um, I got that to kind of AB the two because they were so they're so cheap, aren't they? Like seventy yeah, pounds yeah, yeah, for yeah. a really like you know essentially a smaller version. Yeah. Of the AD9, they're not quite the same. No, they sound okay, but they're pretty good. For yeah, seventy yeah. quid, they're definitely, they're definitely. I think we put good. that in our top um, five beginners pedals yeah. or something. Yeah, so. definitely. So, yeah, so you've been doing a lot of rearranging, mm. fitting stuff in. M9, really enjoying the M9 at the moment. Yeah. Keep thinking about did, putting it on my board. I didn't board. even know that you had one of those. Mm. I mean, you had well, an M5. I only bought it recently, but oh, yeah, right. um, reluctant to have anything digital on my board. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, the M5 that you saw doesn't really work. It just glitches on and off. <laughs> Sounds perfect for <laughs> your band. That, that makes me concerned about just actually l- using an M9. Well, I mean, it's only as likely to break as anything else. Just it will just break in a different way. So, yeah, true. so um, the reason that I was around your house yesterday, looking at your vast pedal collection, is that we did um, a bit of recording yesterday. And we should. There's a lot of news to talk about this week, so we're going to wrap this up, this intro section up fairly quickly. But yeah. one thing I want to talk about is things that we're doing in 2017. And one of the things that we're doing is expanding our offering on uh, on the Patreon side of things. Patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. Um, we won't push it too much, but we'll just tell you what's going on in there. I guess we should start at the bottom. So, three tiers on Patreon, which is um, how it's always been. Uh, the $1 tier has previously been, um, you know, thanks for supporting the show. Or thanks for doing the show. Here's a dollar. What we're now going to do is put up an, like, an ad-free uh, version of that. Because um, we on the main feed of the podcast, we are going to run some ads in the front end, um, some nice deals for you guitar nerds. But if you want to opt out of that, you can do the one dollar a month tier. Uh, you can get the podcast early and ad free um, at five dollars a month. But also, but also with the one dollar, we're going to be full show notes. Yeah, there's going to be show notes, which is something that's been requested a few times. And um, the first time we were like, "Who cares? Nobody cares." And then someone else was like. Oh, actually, yeah, I'd really like the show notes. And we were like, you're losers. And then a few more people were like, actually, I'd quite like the show notes. And we were like, actually, maybe it would be quite interesting. Yeah. So I've got, a, uh, I've got a pad and a pen, and I'm spinning my pen whilst writing notes. But it does take a little bit of time and stuff to write that all up. So that'll be going on the Patreon side of yeah. things. $5, um, we'll get you the extra half an hour every... Um, every week that we've always done but also the reason I was around your house yesterday Joe Branton is we recorded the first six episodes of Branton's Ranton the hot series that everyone listening to this podcast has been raving uh, about shouting out for and better believe it the first episode went live on there yesterday Um, so we've got five more of those to come up oh my goodness um and, it and then went, more later in the year as well. And then more later in the year two seasons a year of Branton's Ranton and it's gonna get 
as I run out of more obvious topics, it's they're going to get more extreme. It started slow yesterday, and if you've heard episode one, um, you will know that it was quite ranty. It ramps up by the end. By the time we're hitting episode <laughs> six, oh, yeah. uh, the rant is real. Yeah. The rant is full on. And I threw the mic. The rant is real. So, yeah, more stuff like that. And also, we're going to be dropping some interviews into that channel as well. So, um, yeah, uh, J.E. did an interview uh, with Cynthia Schemmer. Yep, Cynthia Schemmer from um, She Shreds, the managing editor of She Shreds magazine, which you've uh, probably heard us talk about a lot. Uh, it was really cool. She was in Brighton uh, last week, so Mark and I popped over to the show. Um and yeah, we did a did an interview with Cynthia. That was really cool. Really yeah. like really interesting. She's really like super super interesting. Yeah. So um, all of that goes in the five dollar tier, and at ten dollars, as always, you get all that and your name read out as an executive producer at the end of each Guitar Nerds podcast. Although that tier is full at the moment because we don't want too long a list of names to read out. No. So anyway. That is us shilling. Uh, that's all the shilling. That's all for the now. shilling we're doing. Just wanted well, to let you know that change, changes are happening to the Patreon. I hope and, you got through um, it okay. If you heard an ad at the start of this episode, you know, take up the nice offers that are there. But if you want to opt out of that, there is now the one dollar tier on Patreon to let you do so before you get too angry. Yeah, for right. too angry about don't the ads. It's basically it's just got to the point where. Um, we Joe's moustache needs so it, yeah. well I mean more seriously it's more that we just sort of don't want to lose money doing this anymore <laughs> I don't mind losing money it's just that Joe's gigantic booze habit is meaning we're losing a lot of money That's and true. someone needs to reimburse for that so anyway yeah so things coming to Patreon um, the other thing that we talk about quickly before we dive into the news is if you ordered uh, Guitar Nerds merch last year um, Joe Branton has finally it's taken him a whole new year to ship the merch out um, so Sorry, most of the merch is gone now right yeah yeah well, it's, it's all gone. gone well there was an order placed today so that's not gone yet okay oh, gee honestly I'm sorry I'm Joe getting Branton. behind oh, today you should have seen the poor look on because I was doing it with my Hermes which I think is a terrible name I mean that sounds like a venereal disease <laughs> but um, but I was I was I was using them and they've got like a drop off point at, at the local co op and and so I did like these sort of twenty orders and took them down thinking I'd just hand them over and the poor guy had to hand write notes for every single one of them there was only one guy serving there was a massive queue behind me I felt really bad yeah you've ruined it you've ruined people's co op experience yeah so anyway if you did order merch that should be out to you straight away and just wanted to let you know that that is um, that's happening so uh, yeah all good please post pictures of your mugs and t-shirts in the Facebook group um, yeah pictures of Joe he's the ultimate mug anyway while we've been away, there's been some very, very exciting news. Loads of news. So should, and, we, should we dive into the news? Yeah, yeah. And But also, and Nam is like nearly upon us. I know, when we're going to be under an, an avalanche of news. Oh so I think all the big companies are getting stuff out of the way first. So yes. let's dive into the news. News. I've missed that. I've really I, missed it. I I haven't missed it at all. I've missed it a lot. In fact, I forgot about it, and when it started, I was really disappointed that I it was still going. Well, it is. So, shall we kick off um, with a whole new bunch of guitars announced by Squire over the Christmas break um, in, well, basically, all offsets. Um, Holy moly. Jay Cross, do you want to take this one? Yeah, sure. So, um, they've, they've dropped a bunch of really cool-looking things yeah it's really exciting I, so let's start we'll start at the bottom um 
And I say the bottom, and I only mean that in terms of price. So they have brought out a Affinity Series Jazzmaster HH. Now, we talked about this very briefly and very timidly maybe like three or four months ago. Oh, because there was a weird picture that emerged. There was emerged. something yeah. appeared on, uh, on, on a fender stand at a guitar show in Australia, I think it was, and there was all sorts of rumours about what it was. Um, and I don't, if I remember correctly, I don't think it was in this colour, but it doesn't matter. Mm. So they, um, they've released a, uh, a, a super cheap, super cool looking um, Jazzmaster HH, which is essentially is kind of like a, um, I think it's, they, they've, they've taken the popularity of like the Jim Root um, Jazzmaster and done an affordable version of that. Um, because the Jim Root Jazzmaster is, I think they're 1500 quid or something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're, they're a lot of money. So this is just an Affinity Series um, guitar, but you've got um, you've got humbuckers there instead of the, the standard uh, Jazzmaster, uh, you know, flat single coils. Um, it looks absolutely brilliant. Absolutely yeah. Brilliant. They it, come I mean, in white or mean, black. It also means you get like a sensible bridge on it by. Uh, yeah, by doing absolutely. This as well. Absolutely. They, they're a hardtail bridge, are they? Yeah. This one is. Yeah, right, yeah. Okay. Not all of them are, but this 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 one is. And the other thing that um that I think is really good about it is it has so that the Affinity series kind of gets trashed a little bit because it's you know the cheap. Um, it's the entry this point is, into Squire. This is sub two hundred pounds. Yeah, but they're 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 good guitars. For that, what they are, well, definitely. Th- that um the sparkle pink. Strat that I bought is that, um, uh, last year. It's is, Affinity, yeah, yeah. And is it an unfinished yeah. neck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing with the Affinities is they they tend to have that unfinished neck, which is really cool, really exciting. I popped into um, a guitar shop earlier this week in the hope that they would have it, and you don't. Um, I, I realised that was wishful thinking. Yeah, but I, I I really think this is going to be a, a a genuine contender for gear of the year straight off the bat honestly I'm telling you because well, I actually wait, the, the other affinity is the contender why don't you tell people about that okay because no. that this is truly um, and a, a completely revolutionary revolutionary I can't remember which one it is, is there, you is had there, it you had that it that one yeah oh that's a bullet Oh, I yeah, didn't even. Right. I didn't oh, even... it's not affinity, but it's bullet. So there's, um, there's also a. So moving on, yeah. um, we've got a bullet Mustang HH. Yeah, 115 quid. What? What? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Are you sure that's not the? You sure no, that's no. not the cost price? That no, you've got I'm wrong? sure because it's on on outside. Well, bullets, or 118 maybe. Used to be 99 pounds, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, but this is a this is two humbucker Mustang. Like, yeah, how cool is that? Why? How cool is that? You can get it in blue or black. It's a weird blue. It's like um like a roy- it's more like you know those actual budget colours that Mustangs originally came. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. It's like that, but yeah. Is it really that cheap? I'm sure it is. Yeah, but by all means, check whilst we're. Yeah, casting yeah. but well, I, I'm sure it's 100 I, I could not believe it oh it does it says it there 120 quid oh there you go yeah that's unbelievable that's, that's mm. I know I know madness. because I was writing um, I was writing a, a mail shot to announce it and I was like oh I better I better put some finance options on these and then I was like oh this is they can't you, put do, you, do you have finance to, on yeah, it yeah you have to pay 250 pounds to get a finance they're too so cheap it was too cheap for finance so we've got an HH um, Jazzmaster, Jazz an HH Bullet Mustang. So another one which I think is probably going to be up there in terms of um, like a popular guitar. Maybe not in maybe not a uh, Gear of the Year contender, but a new baritone Squire in a finish that isn't quite 
as esoteric <laughs> let's put it that way a black why what was there before the antigua antigua that's the oh, only baritone you can get from yeah, squire is the antigua jazz which, master, I, which I, I think is I brilliant liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah i liked but yeah I this, you it's very normal antigua i'm not a huge fan of it but i thought it was a cool guitar i just it's the worst color ever no you're a fool you're wrong. a fool wrong but what it did need to do is they De- needed to delete your account they Matt. needed to yeah. do that guitar in another finish as well and that's what they've done here and as far as i can tell it's it's you know similar um, I don't know if it's the exact same guitar, um, but did the, yeah the other one did have block inlays as well. Yeah, because it has got the. Oh. It's definitely got. Because I was just actually having yeah. a look at the spec. Apparently, they come tuned A to A. What? Thirty inch scale length. It does say that tuned A to A. Thirty inch scale length. Yeah. So it's somewhere in between yeah. a bass six and a baritone. Yeah. That's. Amazing! Wow. I'm okay. so so into this. That's a weird guitar. That's weird. But do we think Duncan it is... Duncan designed JM101B single coil for their Nico Five magnets. Um, it does hold up. Thirty inch scale is the scale length on a base six. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. What weird guitar? What else have they announced? Um, so there's two more. There's a um, a deluxe jazz master. So like a sort of a, a more kind of more standard jazz master um hardtail or one with a uh with a trem yeah and this looks um the aesthetics look very much like the uh the jay mascus which i think since the um matt freeman has been discontinued i think the jay mascus has re-established itself as the best guitar that you can buy from squire yeah um i think that the matt freeman definitely uh threw it off that mantle for a little bit but now that that's gone for some bananas reason that I can oh, own because they realised that people were buying the Freeman no, over I, the fifties. I don't think so. I think I think it's probably got more something to do with image rights. I would have thought. Yeah, that's uh, usually. Oh, they just end the deal a lot of times. Yeah, for like, sure. Just, it was probably a five-year deal or something like that. Yeah. And you know, maybe mm. rock and roll relics. I bet. I bet. I bet a rock and roll <laughs> relics Matt Freeman comes out. <laughs> I very much doubt. I that, bet but. you. I bet you a rock and roll relics Matt Freeman comes out. But. um yeah, going back to this, there's two new uh, two new jazz masters. One with a um, hardtail, one with a um, one with a tremolo. A little bit more money. They're they're pushing three fifty. Mm. Um, but candy apple red with a gold anodized scratch is plate. Wicked. Great. What I really love is the high quality photos that Fender have released with it. Where <laughs> yeah. on one of them they've yeah. done it with the flash on, and one with the flash off. So the guitars look completely different, right? But yeah. they are actually the same. And they're yes. both candy apple red. Both candy right. apple red. It's both. That the, um, the colour options are so limited, though. Mm. Yeah, well, weird. but I guess that's one of the ways that they, you know, it, to a certain degree, that's one of the ways that they keep the price down. You yeah. know, they, it's 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 the economies of scale. It's, it's you, nice uh, to see, want. like, bridges that aren't going to crap out, though. Completely, because that those. was always a problem with the uh, the Vin Mod um, Jaguars and Jazzmasters. I had one of the Jaguars. Yeah. Didn't you have one as well? You've got one now. Yeah, I've got one now. Yeah. Uh, the, you've My got a Jazzmaster, does. don't you? Yeah, it was yeah. Jazz Jaguar. Master. No, Jaguar. Jaguar. It's a Jaguar, is it? Oh, yeah. I thought it was. And, and you had to change the bridge. It got to the point, like when I was selling them, it got to the point where I was just like, "Listen, I, when people were coming in, I would say like, look, the, you've got to buy this bridge. I know it's a pain. It's twenty five quid. I'll install it for free because it, the guitar would come back otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, so I would give them fifty quid's worth of work for free." Because otherwise they would come back and complain, and yeah. it was it was those guitars were almost amazing, almost amazing. They needed off some the shelf. Work. They just needed, and it looks like they've addressed that with this. So I'm 
I'm really excited. Uh, th- yeah, those two, yeah, the those first two great. especially, the um, the Affinity Jazz Master and the Bullet Mustang. I'm really, really excited to see those because that that mu- that Mustang at 120 pounds. It does seem bonkers, and it's like the perfect guitar, really, because you know the the offset thing is so in fashion at the moment. Um, well, yeah, and for, particularly for like young players and stuff, you know, don't want to spend a whole bunch of money, but want to get a guitar that looks like you know what they're. I mean, I was about to try and name a popular band, but I mean that is ridiculous. I don't, I have no idea, but I know that like shoegazy stuff is okay. popular what? at the moment. Go on, give it, give, give. Well, I know like Beach House. That's like a shoegazy okay. band. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're that. But pop- they're not but popular yeah. anymore. Um, I don't you know. You know Beach House because um, Leland Palmer is in the video. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not why I know them. Okay. But, um, anyway. I don't know any popular bands, but I know a lot of them are playing Mustangs. Yeah. And, um, so that's a cool little thing for £120. I, I cannot, but I hadn't realised how cheap it was. That's, that's absolute bananas. Absolutely bananas. Wow. Unbelievable. Um, there's been a lot of other gear released. Who wants to tackle the... Uh, let's talk about the new ESPs, Matt. Is that something that you know about? Yeah, I was just I was just doing a little bit of reading on it. I suppose it's always difficult when we talk about like ESP because it's not necessarily our brand of choice considering the kind of guitar players that we are. And they've made quite a few cho- weird, well not weird choices, but they've made a kind of a lot of changes in the last like two or three years about E2 Yeah, the E2 series. So the current and, the current line of series, can you tell us what that is? Yeah, so I think is it LTD? Yeah. ESP and E2. So E2's like the, the top super high end one. Yeah. ESP's like their middle range one and LTD's their their cheaper Korean. Or one. is it the other way round? Isn't it ESP no. then E2 then uh, yes, LTD? Yeah, sorry, E2 yeah. is the mid level one. They're the, like the mid level one, aren't they? Yes. Um, but funnily enough, there's loads of like mid level LTD stuff still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's loads of there's, high there's quality a... LTD. So it's still. They, they changed this range to try and make it clearer, and they haven't at all. No. Because the, it seems to be LTD that always jumps out of its bracket. Do you mean the Japanese guitar company like obscuring like where their models actually sit <laughs> in the range yeah. by not actually giving them a name and just calling them some weird barcode? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we see that a lot. So, Matt, what have they done over Christmas? Well, I'm going to. I'm just going to pick out a couple of like my personal personal highlights the guitars that i kind of like the most um the sparrowhawk which is the um bill kellier from macedon signature oh yeah yeah, um, yeah. basically looks like a old gibson rd artist it was it looks like a number of us firebird surely. yeah 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 which is it was, i mean it's, it's that sort of like weird gibsony offset sort of shape uh hardtail weird color it's like an it's green silver burst. It's um, grey, which is basically like an aged silver burst. Gold um, hardware with EMGs and gold hardware. It I think great. maybe it would have looked slightly nicer with chrome hardware, but that's just me. Um, they've also got a new seven string with Evertune Bridge as standard, um, which is quite a big thing. I mean, Evertune was one of those things that is sort of taking off in the background. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. There was a couple of guitars that have been fitted with it as standard um but they're a weird bridge to try and get used to because they have to have like a really precise setup really still a really important um sort of mechanical progression one of the only things that's kind of that is an advancement for guitars i think that's worked 
Yeah, yeah, totally. That, totally. that we've had, and 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 is actually a a really useful thing for. I mean, I thought I think because it, it first was the first person to have it. Ben Wyman. I was the first guitar that it came on a standard. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. So, yeah. And certainly, I think he was the, the perfect BW01. I think it was probably. Yeah. Um, but he was the perfect example of Completely. someone who needed an Everton bridge, and it's just exactly that sort of thing. If you don't change your tunings during your set and you throw yourself and all your guitar around a lot, then it is absolutely perfect. It's yep. an aggressive player's dream bridge. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, how do you iterate on a hardtail? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's only so many things you can do to Completely. it. Completely. And making one that makes your guitar not go out of tune is probably the ultimate upgrade, isn't yeah. it? So, yeah. go on there, Matt. Pick but out some other stuff. It's weird. If they, if, they, if they kind of don't get set up properly, they like, you can't bend. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Strings. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like a semitone bend. It doesn't actually move. It's very really weird. Odd. Yeah. Um, head from Corn has moved to ESP. What? What? Um, and After like 30 years of Ibanez. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you know, one of the guys that helped like bring seven string to the mainstream has moved to esp um he's got a new signature ltd sh7 et um so seven string with evertune bridge and the new fishman fluence pickups which oh, okay. i've mentioned a couple of times which are the ones that run on like a lithium ion battery they're like usb rechargeable but they work <laughs> on stacked circuit boards oh, rather God. than over around a magnet rather than coils um so you've got like a infinite amount of different possibilities that you can kind of set these pickups and you for. can charge them up with your phone charger yeah if you really want to <laughs> of course. But they, what i thought was quite cool is that actually the they run off 
I mean, as an advancement to something that takes a 9-volt battery, the battery pack is actually built into the back plate. So okay. you don't have to put a battery in. So the back plate's slightly thicker, and that holds the battery inside, and then the pickups what? are connected to that. Yeah. Oh, Sounds God. bonkers. Absolutely uh, bonkers. Uh, um, but, they, you know, it's just, it, once again, it's that thing, it's like Evertune, it's that sort of advancement of, of active pickups because it does way more than a, what a standard active pickup does. Um, but it's also got glow-in-the-dark side dots, which I thought was... Yes. And comes in see-through purple. Yes. Yes. It was like it definitely like, oh, you know, we can do any colour you want. It's like purple. Sure. Yeah. Do it. Do um, it. But not as bad, uh, in my opinion, as the colour of the Lars Frederiksen uh, rancid signature uh, ESP SG in, they call it, oh, they give it a special name. It's like, well, it's camo satin, but I think they give it a different name. It's one of the worst... <laughs> looking guitar are you talking about it's called danish camo it's like a pixelated camouflage danish camo yeah that is the the name of that's not exclusive to esp that's what you call pixelated camouflage it's uh, that is is it pixelated it's not pixelated well it's not quite is it but it's it's that sort of style isn't it because actually they used to do a pixelated camo for who was it i mean i don't know why you think this is i don't know why you think this is bad matt that is one of the coolest looking guitars esp have ever put out i love lars fredrickson that is a horrible guitar no no camouflage guitars they say what happens if you put it down satin camera you lose it what if you put it down in like in a field yeah 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 lars fredrickson has played um sgs and les paul's les paul customs for as long as i can remember he, so there's a bit of a story to that. He did play Les Paul Customs for a long time and got a bad back. So he could no longer <laughs> play Les Paul Customs anymore, which is why he switched to... He's got quite a famous SG, which is two P90s with a Millwall sticker on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's a big Millwall fan, isn't he? And uh, yeah, now apparently he's gone to LTD. And, wow, uh, Yeah, yeah, indeed. Go on, Matt. Pick out maybe one more then to tell us about. Matt, if you don't tell us about the uh, the Colt 86. Oh, that is the one I was going to pick. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> The Colt 86. Oh, I mean, you know, if you're listening to it now and you're in front of your computer or, you know, you're watching it live, uh, ESP Colt 86. Probably um, the best guitar ESP have over ever blue, blue, over pink, over white. Yes. Um, it isn't, basically... though. Is, is it those colours? Or is it, is it just printed like that? No, no, no. It's a swell finish. That's not a swell finish at all. No, that's, it's not a swell finish. Relic. They call it a swell finish. It looks it looks relics, but it's not, is it? That's going to be like printed like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. the um, the Truckster. Do you remember they did the cheap Trucksters? The ESP yeah. Truckster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where they you know, applied a, a similar thing where I think they, instead of like putting the finish on and then rubbing it back, it looks as though they don't do that and it looks as though they like just spray on particular areas to make it look well, the, like they've rubbed it back. The, the distinctive Trump. multiple swirls of colour. Well, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's, what, you, though, that, that's no. what someone That's what someone in marketing, like you would say, to cover up for the fact that, oh, it kind of looks like we've relicked it, but we wanted to do it cheaply. No. What do you mean cheaply? This is the coolest looking guitar. This is going to be Mate, gear of the green, year, 2017. Green guitars, no green guitar has ever been called. Green is the best colour. No, no green guitar has ever been called. No, this so we is haven't actually amazing. Said it's limited edition. We firstly haven't said who it's for and what it is. So the yeah, Colt so 86... Let me, so let me go, go into on, it. So Colt 86. So um, basically in 1986, um, ESP were 
pretty unknown at that point. Um, Vernon Reed from Living Colour started yes. playing one, and he's had the same one uh, since then. So, as a kind of collaboration and a thank you, they've designed the Colt 86 in conjunction with him, based on his original ESP. So EM, EMG SA pickups, uh, with a, which are the single coils with an EMG 81 in the bridge. Uh, Floyd Rose, um, Ebony Fingerboard, I think. Yeah, Ebony Fingerboard yeah. with a maple neck. Um, the oddest look known to man. But Vernon Reed does play very odd guitars. And he also has one of the most ridiculous guitar setups ever. Um, if you want an enjoyable watch for what I would class as an ungiggable rig, have a look for the rig rundowns with him because yeah he uses computers and oh yeah and I then a random super 99 and stuff yeah. like that like he's a if you listen weird. to i mean obviously that is called the cult 86 because of the cult of personality their kind of biggest tune and uh if you listen to the three guitar solos that are in that song you actually hear some of the maddest guitar playing that you've ever heard he has um he has a little supro combo in his setup yeah which he uh uses for his clean parts in one song Yes. And that's in his touring that's rig. That's all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> Talking about stuff you need, Joe Branton, tell us about the um, new Ibanez well, guitars released yes. over the Christmas break. Ibanez have released a ton of stuff, which is no surprise. Ibanez, uh, obviously, every year, Ibanez seem to announce about 30 guitars. About 15 of them will actually go into production and about, about eight of, of them will actually hit the shops. Yeah. So it's it's standard. It's such a weird business ethic, but they always do it. Um, so yeah, some cool stuff. Surprisingly, um, about sort of twelve, fifteen RGs. Yeah, of course. <laughs> standard. Um, I will. I'll talk you through some of the most interesting ones. I'll start you off with the most interesting. Go on. Um, the most what, and then get, get worse and worse because <laughs> no no I tell you what I, I would build up but I, I, I can't I've got to talk about um, I've got to talk about how awesome this is right Ibanez, that's not an RG no it's not it's a bass go on Ibanez have released this is going to be so hard to explain to the listener uh, yeah yeah let me let me <laughs> Ibanez have released a seven-string bass. They've done that before. That's nothing new. Seven-string yeah, bass. Yeah, it's normal. You know, just normal. But the low three strings are on a fretless neck, and then the yes. higher four are fretted. So the basically the the frets themselves don't run the full way across the neck. So you get three unfretted strings uh, and four fretted. The neck is actually two separate bits of material wedged together. So on the fretless bit, it's, the fretboard is purple heart. And on the uh, on the fretted bit, it's rosewood. Of course. Is so that to get around the, uh, the rosewood restrictions? Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, purple heart's expensive. Um, and this guitar is cheaper than you think. Um, then It's also worthless. The, <laughs> the, the four fretted bass strings have two jazz pickups underneath them on the body so but ridiculous. those pickups don't stretch across to the other three fretless strings those what? three fretless strings are actually have a piezo 
um, in, in <laughs> under the bridge. I so think, I think well, listening to this podcast. Oh, okay, that's the best. I've definitely bit. mentioned a bass like that before. Really? Okay, I've right. definitely yeah. mentioned a bass so like that. We before. might have spoken about like this. they should make a half fretted, half fretted. Oh yeah, you definitely bass. have. You I, think think anybody, way. I didn't think anyone would ever bloody listen to you, mate. If, if you're listening right now, uh, <laughs> and you have anything to do with Ibanez, <laughs> Mr. Ibanez, you're listening to this right now. Just when Joe or Matt says something, or even JRI, and so we suggest a guitar to you that sounds stupid, don't don't make it. No. Don't make the things that we say because we are messing around and these abominations should not be anywhere near people's <laughs> actual hands Honestly, in the real world. The, the listeners, they don't understand the we can't make any jokes because people take so much stock in what we say. <laughs> Our opinion is so valued that these things just get made. And it turns out someone's made so I've even probably got the, the worst guitar right. ever. No, no, whoa. This is, this okay. is the best guitar Can't ever. You? This is gear of the year, 2017. <laughs> anyway, I haven't even finished. There's more. Okay, it has a thumb rest that runs the full length of the body, so you can rest your thumb anywhere on it. Now let's talk about the tuning. Your lowest string is in the middle. What? Your lowest string okay, so, is in the middle. So that means that the what you would consider the four highest strings uh-huh. are, are standard s- standard tuning. So the fretted strings yeah. are E, A, D, D G. G. So it's a, so it's a bass. Yeah. So the fretless strings yeah. are... Uh, Does it go up? No, no. Is it just A, D and G again? Yes, it's yeah, A, D, right, G. Okay. So you yeah. get no... No low E fretless. No low E on the fretless, where I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> How are you supposed so to play this? How are they trying to sell this? So it's like I know it's I, like a piccolo bass fretless, and then and then a full four string fretted. I understand like Ibanez aren't the best at like they bring out all this stuff, and I think a lot of the marketing doesn't necessarily translate to English or doesn't even appear in English. How are Ibanez trying to sell this? Like, um, what are they saying that is the intended application for well, this? Well, see, there's very, very little. Um, That's what I mean. They're that just... they've actually provided in text about this instrument, other than to say that it is a, a hybrid um, instrument um, that you know will will, will certainly um, in, encourage uh, versatility. Um, <laughs> encourage stupidity. How long before uh, you says, buy one of I these? I mean, by their, the way? their expression is the hybrid bass is the perfect choice. Um, for creative bassists who want versatility and style. That sounds like you. I, well, um, I mean, so anyway, looking at it, I can see that there's no style there. So this no. was this was sent to me by uh, the Ibanez uh, purchaser at my guitar shop. And I was like, we, we, we've got to get one. And he was like, well, I, I don't know, mate. I, you know, they're, they're very niche. And look <laughs> at them. They're going to be really expensive. They're not really expensive. The price catalog came through shortly after that. They are £1,099. I mean, that is quite expensive. That's not a lot of money. You can't put a price on versatility and creativity. You know what that is? No, you you didn't mention that both uh, parts of the neck are also different radiuses as well. (laughs) So the fretless... How is that possible? (laughs) The fretless is obviously flatter than the the strung, (laughs) the fretted bit. Of course. How does that... So does it go flat on the fretless bit and then go up? No, like... on it must it must do yeah. it, it must, must do, go yeah. they must be at different then, heights oh, no and unless then, it unless it goes it the it must be i'm gonna yeah, go this way it must be flat, flat but at an angle the and then yeah and then it 
tapers no, off. No, yeah. it can't just go flat and then taper off. It can't do because no, if they, the if the lowest string is in the centre, there has to be some camber to that the fretted part of it. Yeah. So it would go yeah. flat, Matt, Matt. then up, and then down. It um it actually does say that the fretboard is multi-level. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, it will it will actually feel different. <laughs> I've got to, I've got to buy that. <laughs> I, I, I can't not, I like can't not buy this. <laughs> I can't. I can't let this be an instrument that that was made and not. The problem is, I will literally never be able to sell it. So it is no. a it is a lifetime investment. And um, um, on the plus side, there is like about I don't know forty percent more firewood there for when you uh, finally realise that you don't want it anymore. Do you reckon? Also do you reckon some of those? Sorry, Jay, go on. I was going to say, do you reckon you could chop it in half and sell it, sell the two sides <laughs> individually? No, I need a four-string fretless, mate. <laughs> oh, go man. on, Matty. Um, they've also seemed to release a ton of bases where the body runs halfway up the neck. Um, uh, yeah, this is um, this is where well, the neck runs into the body. Yeah, that's been something they've had for a while. This idea on their fretless models of having like extended fretboard into the body. I, I mean. God knows what you'd use it for, but very you know they're, they're very. I have to. I think the SR series fretless bases are some of the best fretless bases on the market at that sort of price point. Way better oh, than got a hollow body way one more as well comfortable now. than. Oh yes, that is one of the other new releases. They have released a sort of um, uh, sort of copper burst single F hole piezo flat top SR base, um, uh, which is fretless as well. Um, it, it's that Let's, one. I was going to say, Joe, yeah, you sorry. haven't come with a brand of the week this week, and no. we have promised as one of our 2017 things of the podcast, we are going to do more questions in the main podcast, and we've got maybe 10 to 15 minutes more podcast to go. So, how about we do Ibanez as brand of the week, right? In the Patreon we'll episode, more. and we'll talk about the rest of the things on here because yeah, I really sure. want to do more questions in the yeah, main okay. podcast. Can I? Can I just before we do that? I'm not going to talk about an Ibanez thing here. I actually just want to mention something that we didn't talk about in ESP: um, the fact that they've actually put the Sustainiac humbucker in loads of models. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they uh, um, didn't we? T- we talked about this. Oh, when sorry, we... it's not ESP. It's Schecter, isn't it? Yeah, and the she- yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. When we confused. did the Schecter, the Schecter Inspector episode. Schecter Inspector. Yeah. So, um, but I can uh, just. This is something that's come off of the uh, off of the chat. Um, Matthew said that he uh, he saw corn the other day, just in the in reference to the fact that we were talking about the new head signature, where yeah. he's gone to. He's you know he's he's betrayed Ibanez and he's yeah. now on ESP. Matthew said that he saw corn the other week and he used exclusively Ibanez really <laughs> he used the gem and he used a uh, he, he used the K7 for a bit right. and he did say that there was uh, there was a guitar that he didn't recognise so maybe it was that ESP yeah, yeah, yeah. but predominantly he was using a gem for fantastic. the whole set fantastic so, there we go so if you want to hear more about the Ibanez range we're going to carry on with that in the uh, Patreon episode I think we're going to talk about Shergold guitars as well which oh, yeah. made an exciting comeback for 2017 we'll talk about that over on Patreon as well um, but for now let's do some of your questions <laughs> Have you forgotten? Literally a goldfish brain, like what (laughs) what we were talking about. First up, Corey says, looking for some feedback. I mostly play blues and southern rock, and I'm looking to get a delay pedal. I'm thinking it will be mostly used for short delays to fatten up the tone and maybe a little slapback. My research has led me to the MXR carbon copy. Should I go for that or look elsewhere? Matt Knight. Um, Yeah, I... 
do you know what? I love the carbon copy, but it's it's really dark sounding. Yeah. Um, and it's I think only... sometimes it can just be if you're playing like a Les Paul, I think it can be almost too bassy. Um, and I think it's good for some of the washier stuff. But I think if you just want like a little bit of delay in the background, um, maybe maybe not. Um, I don't know what I would really recommend. I mean, the the little Ibanez mini delay pedal, I think, is really nice for that. Just for kind of slapback, I think it works really well. Uh, is Joe reaching to what? Is Joe's Joe reaching, reaching for the, the... Well, I was just thinking, I was just thinking, like, it, it's, it's really interesting how you say that the Carbon Copy is a great pedal, but it's a little bit too dark sounding. And, um, you know, they thought of that. They thought of that. There is, yeah, of course, I'm, the I'm, Carbon I'm Copy Bright. I'm not a fan. You preferred it, didn't you, Mark? I liked it. I found it a bit... I mean, obviously, it's a bit brighter, but I think, like Matt says, the original Carbon Copy is very dark, um, and the Carbon Copy Bright does certainly give you, like, a a little bit more edge to it. Do you know what I'm going to recommend? And it's one that we talked about a lot at the start of the year um, and haven't talked about much since, really. The Casper um, uh, from Cast Engineering. If you want something that does slapback it's really good it's digital but it's voiced like an analogue delay um, and it will do all the kind of weird dive bomby type stuff if you want it to Um, it sounds really good it sounds um, for for quick like really defined delays um, for slapback and for like retro sounding echoes it's really good for that really good yeah the the other one and I mean I didn't really want to mention it but it's a pedal that I've come back to time and time again Boss DD3 yeah Um, I've had three now the last sort of like 10 years and you know i think joe bonamassa uses one as his main delay eric johnson uses one and it, because it's slightly older it's not super bright like some sort of the more modern digital delays and it just sits in the mix really nicely i have mine set up just really subtly just so it's in the background and it works really well um shout out for me as well to the uh line 6 dl4 i know we talked about it already this episode but i'm absolutely loving having a dl4 back on board um i don't know i didn't buy one sooner they're just it's such a good delay pedal um and if you want slapbacks and stuff i think there's like five or six different settings on there that would do it because you've got like the multi-head delay analog echo tape delay um yeah, there's quite a few, and you can that's, use. That's actually what you need to do, Mark, for you, for me to check is there's one on the Ec- on the Echo Pro, which I don't think is on the DL4. Go go on. Uh, it is Echo Platter. No, I definitely don't have an Echo Platter. Um, so I don't know if that was exclusive. I don't know if that came out after the DL4, and then it might have appeared. On, you might have to check on the M9, Joe, and see if it's actually in the yeah, okay. M9, the M9, M5. But it's based on an old Binson Ecorec. Oh, nice. I, was, I saw it, and I was like, oh, I don't, I'm pretty sure that's not on a DL4. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I highly recommend the DL4, but also, yeah, Cast Engineering Casper Delay or DD3, something that is going to do very kind of uh, defined repeats for slapback. I mean, you want a bit of that kind of vintage tone, which is why I think the Casper is really good. Casper, you get a real nice uh, mix of the uh, kind of vintage voicing, but you get um, very kind of defined repeats if you want it on there as well. And it's it's quite a bit brighter than something like the Carbon Copy. So, so yeah, I hope that sorts you out, Corey. Um, Alex says, anyone got any suggestions for slim patch cables? Joe Branton. Slimmer patch cables. Yeah. Um, well, ugh, I mean, if you you're wanting something that's going to be slimmer than the the 
I guess the, the the I think the most common ones these days are the Fender Custom Shop ones. Yeah, which are very chunky, very chunky and hard to hard to wang bend. Around. I mean, to be honest, I'm I'm almost a bad person to ask because I'm sure I know that Matt gets it would, would probably be quite and rightly so pernickety about these sort of things, but I just buy, don't care. I just don't care. So I buy the Rotor Sound packs. Oh yeah, because, yeah. Because um, they're they're long. They're different colours, so it's it's easy to sort of allocate them to stuff and remember what they're for if you've got a complicated setup. And um, you can get two different lengths, which is quite handy if you're you know doing anything with multiple tiers or having to get something over to the other side of the board. And they uh, you can sort of, they they twist very well and. You know, and and the jacks are quite small and stuff as well. Exactly. So. Yeah. I mean, there are like Moore have done these sort of ones with no cable that are oh, just yeah, yeah. Uh, point mm. to a point, and I I think they're dangerous because when you press yeah, on yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. pedals, you're moving it down, yeah. you're affecting that connection. I think it's a sort of dangerous ground. Never good, man. I would reckon slim I mean, patch cables. When, when you say slim, I, I'm assuming I don't know if you mean the cable or how close you can get the two plugs together. Yeah. Uh, if you're putting them next to each other hoser do like flat topped ones yeah uh, they look like pancakes yeah they? they look like pancakes I, but they break so easily yeah, yeah they're not they're not great and they don't always bend and some pedals don't you can't put two too close together either right. um so if you've got top mounting jacks sometimes they don't sit in depending on how small the pedal is yeah um i mean i've used george l patch cable kits for like 10 years now and the only reason i've kind of stuck with those because i started with those and i've sort of just kept going because it's expensive to replace them all yeah, yeah. Um, mark you used the Dodario version of that didn't you? i did and they are not slim in any way they are bulky no, they're jacks junky. the ones i've been using that work really well are the evidence audio kits um they're not cheap i think it's like 80 quid to make up five cables <sighs> five patch cables but the quality's good they're rock solid when you build them um they're easy to put together you know that's it it depends how far you want to go with it really because if you're building a big board with a switcher on it and you've got like six loops just to fill the six loops you need 12 patch cables yeah yeah. it really depends but for me you know the slimmest ones in terms of the actual size of the the end are the evidence ones at the moment yeah yeah and when you think about it you know the Tadario kit is i think 50 quid 40 quid or 50 quid and a diago um cable patch factory um is not far off that as well isn't it isn't it like 40 yeah. 40 50 quid so i've had some get problems with getting the patch thing. cables together though on fine. those on the diago one you what sorry i've had some problems getting the patch cables together on the diago one it's probably my they're my least favourite, I think, okay. out of all of them. Um, I love the George L ones, but it, it's difficult because it depends on how the cable in the actual end of the cable connects to the cable itself. Yeah. Um, things like the Diego ones have a small pin that goes into the hot connection in the centre of the cable. Oh, and some yeah, of them yeah. have a, a small bit of the cable, the actual hot bit, that goes into a small like female end. Yeah in the plug so that's, some can be like slightly more solid connection than others that's how the Dodario ones work and to be fair I didn't have any problems putting the Dodario ones together they're just quite they're just chunky, chunky. Yeah, you're yeah. basically building a Dodario cable so they've got massive nitric style ends on them yeah yeah exactly um, Stevie says hello fellow nerds can anyone tell me I if I have an amp that works on UK if I have an amp that works on a UK power uh, will there be much of a problem taking it to the US? I know their plugs are different, but I'm more worried about power difference and if it would blow the amp kind of thing. Jay Cross? Um, oh, Matt Knight, you sound like you're ready to jump in. 
Yeah, it won't blow it up. I just don't think it will turn on. Yeah, yeah. It's um, not like yeah, it's not like if you do the opposite and you bring a US amp here. If you bring a US, because the US run on 110, uh, 110 volts, and the UK and Europe uh, runs between 220 and 240. And if you bring a, uh, a any amp that is designed to run on 110 to Europe, um, it will blow up bad times yes so you need to get a uh a step you would need to get a step up transformer uh yeah you need to get a st- if you're taking your yep. uk amp to the us you'd need to get a step up transformer i used to play in a band with a uh with someone who had a um an amazing amp it was a, a, a 300 watt all valve sun bass head it sounded um, so good it sounded but... absolutely incredible but it was super heavy and he needed to ca- carry around a uh, step-down transformer because it was a US one, um, and it was a complete nightmare. But it did sound really good. But, yeah, yeah. You know, that's sort of neither here nor there. But yeah, it's it's just um, no, no, don't do it. Don't don't. Well, do it. I mean, it's not particularly dangerous to take your amp to the states. It just won't work. Well, for sure, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I would advise just borrow an amp if you can, because uh, messing around with step-up and step-down transformers is just. Because like you say, they are big, they are bulky, um, and they don't always work particularly well. Like I remember um, the amp that you were talking about, Jay, that Sun bass head. As well as the amp being a bit breaky, the step-down transformer was not the most reliable thing in the world either. Yeah. So, yeah, best avoided, I would say. Let's can. do one got... more. Oh, you got a question? Yeah, I've got a couple okay. here. Okay. If, if, we, if we've got time. We've got time. Let's do one from YouTube, and then we'll do one for the Facebook group. Okay. Um, so, uh, Nick... Uh, wants to know um, if there is a if we can recommend a pedal board efficient multi-modulation pedal um, so he's you looked pedal at pedal board efficient pedal board efficient so I assume probably something small. that isn't yeah something that's small oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so but although that said um, a couple of follow up points he's looking at the uh, Keeley Supermod or the Empress Nebulous but wants to stay away from the Strymon Mobius because it looks a bit too complicated so if we're talking about pedals that sort of size not like doesn't need to be super not tiny small, yes. we're not just, talking about more mod factory or, yeah 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 but you don't want to get don't want to go down the road of getting like an M13 or something yeah yeah like that. but they're also not cheap pedals <laughs> that he's talking about there no not at all Matt any thoughts um it depends because the Keeley mod station is quite nice. It's, they are expensive though. If you're going down that route, you would almost, for me, just because you've then got more on it, go for a Strymon Mobius. I think for the extra hundred quid that you might already spend on top of the three hundred quid, the mod factory, the um, the Keeley mod. Is it mod factory? I don't think it's the called Keeley mod Super factory. Mod. Super mod. You're yeah, thinking of the uh, you're thinking of the even tide even tide mod factory mod yeah. factor. Um, because the super mod is yeah three hundred quid. <sighs> Mobius now is I think they've actually gone up actually I think they're closer to four hundred. I mean, so one of the I think one they're of the only dis- as complicated as you want them to be. Well, to yeah, be so that was what actually, I was going to say. They're you know it is effectively a case of you hit the A button you turn it to phaser flanger whatever and then your controls are on the front yeah um but for me the winner still for pedal board size efficient small amount of presets easy to use line 6 m5 yes you know we've said it yeah. a million times before but there are products that we keep going back to and the reason we keep going back to them is because 
they as well they're inexpensive they generally work and they sound well, how very, much very is an good. m5 well, now? 85 um, pounds 85 quid you could buy it's four ridiculous yeah yeah like, but we would be saying this is a great pedal if it was 150 quid yeah we'd de- be saying definitely. the same thing about it so I, well i mean i think that the you know the because line six are you know a lot of people equate them with like the spiders and you know amps that don't have or products that don't aren't held in such high regard yeah. but something like you know the m5 is just taking the sounds from the well-respected DL4, you know, um, MM4. Um, what are the other ones, Matt? FM4. Uh, FM4. Um, DM4. DM4, uh, uh, um, DM4 and then the Verbzilla Reverb as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, you know, the things that we all think are, are really good and they're just putting them in one pedal. So, yeah, save yourself a fair bit of money and you get some really, really solid sounds. For less money than you would spend on a Digitech Trio. Yes, yes. <laughs> if you're thinking about buy a trio, well, don't. Yeah, just buy a Line Six M5 in, in, instead. Completely different thing. So yeah, there's um, some options there. I think what we've all, you know what you've already mentioned are good options, but they're a lot of money. What are you yeah, going to say, Matt? Some, I was going to say there's a couple from um, Keeley that have come out recently. Like I've got the um, the Bubbletron, which is like the phaser flanger filter in one. They also do like the Dyno My Roto, which is a tri-chorus rotary and a flanger in one and they're all great and they're like nice value for money but the problem is you can only ever use one at a time yeah um and they're not as easy you kind of find one setting and then that's it i think with the m5 at least you can kind of tap through like 24 presets which i kind of like yeah definitely Um, definitely because you're always bound to find a sound that you want and then you kind of want to stick with it Talking about the Line 6 M5, let's do one last question. Luke says, I have a Line 6 M5. What's the cheapest MIDI switch controller I can buy to flick between the presets? Uh-huh. I've seen a Tech 21 MIDI mouse for £80, but was hoping for something cheaper than that. Matt, do you remember I bought one off of you? What did you have? Do you remember I bought one for my M5 to do that from you? Um, from me? Yeah, it was blue. Oh, did you buy the disaster area? Yeah, one that's that right. Had? Yeah, yeah. Disaster area DMC two, but they're not. They aren't cheap because you'd have to import it from the states. Um, the first thing I was going to say, because actually I remember when this question came up in the Facebook group, was I just went on eBay and just did a quick search for MIDI controller, and there's loads of old ones from the eighties that will still work absolutely fine that can cost you less than like 50 quid yeah um it depends on the size you want because if you buy an old behringer fcb 1010 i think it is they've got like 10 buttons on and you could effectively program it however you want it um but if you want simple just bank up bank down so preset up and down and then you that leaves your m5 free for on and off and tap tempo the Tech 21 MIDI mouse is probably the best one to go for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I would definitely try going to eBay because, you know, there were a lot of MIDI compatible products in the 80s and um, if you just want, like, a two-button patch up and down, there's bound to have been some sort of keyboard foot controller or something like that that is just a two-button MIDI controller um, that will do... do And you'll probably get one for, like, £10 or something. It probably wouldn't be expensive at all. Because... the thing with MIDI is that MIDI's never MIDI's the same thing. It's never changed. Yeah. It's still just transmitting very simple code. So you know you can buy a MIDI device from thirty years ago and it will still still do the same thing to any brand new MIDI device. 
Um, because you can even buy like MIDI keyboards that are going to cost you 20 quid and they'll still transmit the same data in, in the same way. So what you're saying is buy a £20 um, MIDI controller keyboard and just map the uh, E and F to patch up and down and have that on a stand next to you on stage, right? Just hit E and F. Yeah, and that changes your patches up and down. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. Anyway, so there should be some options there for you, um, Luke, and hope, let's hope that you uh, manage to find one that doesn't cost you a million pounds. Shall we um, Shall we uh, call it a day there, chaps? I think uh, we've gone well over an hour. It's been a bumper episode for the, oh, uh, for the oh, first... Oh, we have. Yeah. It doesn't seem like an hour, does it? it no. Like it's flown by. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, so thanks for joining us for the first show of the year. If you want to hear more of this, um, you can join us at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. We're from as little as $5 a month. Well, from as little as $1 a month, you can help contribute to the show. Um, get the show ad free and early for $1 a month. At the $5 tier, you get access to the extra half an hour of guitar nerds content every week, um, as well as the weekly mini series that are going up. Uh, you can catch Branton's Ranton. How uh, long is the it? first one? Um, each episode's about 15. 20 minutes something yeah. like that so, so the one where with the ones where me and I, me and Mark argued the most are longer yeah yeah by the end the episodes get long so you're getting <laughs> an extra hour a week basically yeah pretty much yeah, yeah pretty much and you know we're going to be supplementing that with cool interviews and stuff um, and then at the $10 tier you become one of our executive uh, podcast backers like these people have Derek Ritz, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Steve Merkel, Blair Toms, Carlos Mancher, Andrew Marco, Mark Ross, JD Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Pitt, Paul Gorrigan, Jack Godfroy, Will Clare, Scott O'Brien, Matt Quine, Phil Thompson, Laurie, Anstis Moog, Gravit, Conan Anderson. Um, you caught me out there because I forgot how the A-Team theme tune goes after the initial bit. So did I, you just loop the first I just bit? sort of looped it and then went... <laughs> yeah, something That's like that. Anyway, so thanks to all those people for contributing to Patreon. If you want to join in the conversation around Guitar Nerds, you can do that when we do the show live every week at 8pm UK time on a Monday night. YouTube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds videos. Or you can go to the Facebook group.com. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum um, you can follow us on twitter at guitar nerds and on instagram which matt has been absolutely smashing recently um, at guitar nerds as well um, yeah join us on all the platforms get fully guitar nerded up buy the t-shirt buy the mug um, and we'll all have a real good time what um what theme tune do you think was better out of airwolf and the a-team i don't remember what the airwolf yeah. one is oh, it's really good no the airwolf one's solid how's it go Ah, uh, you put me on the spot. I am, yeah. Well, you asked us what. Um... Surely, if you can remember the A team and you can't remember Airwolf, no, that means the A team's only better. because you only because you sung the A team one just now. And if... with that, we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Bye.